Saints still won. I mean, to me, uh, there were a number of games that were impressive, but that's that's a big one that jumped out to me. I liked them to cover. I didn't think they'd win outright. And if you had told me before the game, Sprague, that, you know, Jameis would go down, Brady would throw for these crazy numbers and the Saints would still win, I would have never believed that. So uh, that was the most impressive win to me. You know, uh, and by the way, it should be noted, like the fact that Trevor Simeon came in and still carved up Tampa Bay and they right. were able to get that win to your point. I mean, that's that's an impressive feat in itself. Uh, I'm feeling real uneasy right now. I was one of those individuals who bet the under on the Saints win total. And I know it's still early in the year, but that I'm with you. That was a really impressive gutty win. I thought our defense brought Bray past Breeze for more uh, most four touchdown games in NFL history. But still, they got the turnovers when they needed it. They got that pick six late. And uh, Trevor Simeon, I mean, I was impressed with what he was able to do filling in for Jameis. I'm going to go to the AFC here, though. And I'm going to take a team that I feel like needs to maybe be getting more respect. And I can't I can't believe I'm saying that. The Tennessee Titans. Can we talk yeah. about the Tennessee Titans here for a second? If this is the trust tree here on the Bet, uh, QL Network, the Odyssey app, Back to the Futures, we need to say, where do we think the Titans fit into the grand scheme? Because coming into the year, we obviously, a lot of people really like Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore was there. Some people may have had Cleveland in that conversation. It felt like Tennessee was there, but nobody really wanted to buy in. They've now beaten Buffalo. They've now beaten Kansas City. Yeah. They've beaten the Colts in Indianapolis. Like, how are we feeling about a two-loss Titan team sitting at 6-2, and two, where today... <laughs> It was more about Ryan Tannehill and key stops on defense than it was King Henry. The Tennessee Titans, Travis, how would you slate them in this AFC playoff picture right now? Well, listen, I think you're absolutely right with everything you said. Their resume speaks for themselves. You have to talk about them now at the top of the AFC, if not the best team in the AFC. Now, that's debatable, but I will say this. You look ahead to next week. Uh, they go to L.A. Sunday night and take on the Rams. No, maybe... There's some people out there that would laugh at this, but Sprague, that could potentially be a Super Bowl matchup. And the reason mm -hmm. I say that is because all those teams that you name that they've beat, the Titans have beat on this path. What if they beat the Rams next week too? Let's just throw them in. But basically they've done it with Ryan Tannehill throwing the football. It's not that Derrick Henry hasn't been a part of it. Of course he has, but Tannehill has been very supportive. You could say the best supporting actor next to Derrick Henry. I mean, he had three touchdowns in that win against the Colts. So to me, I like the fact that they beat all these teams this season balanced offensively. Because yeah. when you get to December, January playoff football, we all know it's going to be Derrick Henry getting the football. It's cold out. Uh, you know, playoff games are tighter. Defenses play a little bit better. So the fact that they have shown that they have balance offensively is a good sign. I think Later on, if they see these teams down the line playoff style, uh, you're going to get a, a lot more Derrick Henry than you did in these matchups. So I've been really impressed with the Titans. Yeah, the over-under was 51. Uh, they hit the over in the game, and then the Titans were three-point underdogs. And I think at the beginning, they were trailing 14 nothing. This was a game I think a lot of people said, all right, I, I bet the right spot here. I took Colts at home, field goal favorite, but the Titans have a couple big wins. Maybe this is a letdown spot. Henry right. goes out with an injury. Like, I think there were Colts betters out there feeling really good. What's funny and interesting to me is I'm with you on the matchup with the Rams, and I know we'll guess lines on big football games for next week's uh, schedule. 
-hmm. But it's funny the way you phrased it there, Travis, where you said maybe not the best in the AFC. What <laughs> holds us back from from buying into this? Because I, I kind of share your sentiment. Like they they need to be in the conversation, but like when push comes to shove, I just it's hard for me to fathom seeing the Tennessee Titans get through the AFC and get to a Super Bowl. And I don't know if that's just Ryan Tannehill based. I don't know if that's Mike Vrabel clock management base. I don't know what it is, but there that, that does exist. And you said it, and I thought, I, I think the same thing. What do you think holds people back from buying into the Titans as a legitimate Super Bowl contender? I don't think that's the question. I, I don't think people have an issue with holding them as a legitimate Super Bowl uh, title contender. I certainly don't have a problem with that. The issue in the AFC is not, you know, how come no one considers the Titans? It's more, who do you consider? I mean, there is no uh, cut and dry, you know, stand above everyone else team in the AFC like you see in the NFC. The NFC is right. top heavy. Obviously, Packers, Cardinals, Rams, even the Cowboys you would throw in there with a healthy Dak. Tampa, we Bucks. know. Yeah, yeah, of course. But in the AFC, it's a, it's a number of teams from the Titans to the Ravens, the Bills, uh, Raiders, you would have to throw up their Bengals. You'd have to throw in their Chargers. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of teams to choose from. And by the way, we all thought it would be Bills running away with this or Ravens running away with this. Or how about a Chiefs team running away with this? And it just hasn't happened. So I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a question about the Titans. How come people can't see them in the Super Bowl? I think people can see them. The issue is people can see seven other teams in there, too, from the from the AFC. No one's really uh, pulled away from the pack. And to be honest with you, Sprague, I, look, what are we, eight weeks in? I think I've seen enough to feel like I don't know if anyone's going to pull away in the mm. AFC. I think this could be what it is, which could be a very exciting playoff race, ultimately, for the seven teams. But to me, I don't think anyone's going to be some dominant team. And by the way, the NFC, even though it's top-heavy, could be very similar as well. Some of these teams at the top could fall back into the pack a little bit. So it's a very exciting NFL season in that way. Yeah, I think, I think you know, the NFL, that's what I think we love about it so much is even if people like me can't maybe quite see Tennessee in the Super Bowl, there's years where Tennessee ends up in the Super Bowl and you go, right. God, I love, this, I love this league. The NFL is now matched up this year with what college football has given us. It's, yep. a, it's a lot of wild rides, unpredictability, you know, favorites that we, we think are going to go undefeated and they lose. See Alabama against Texas A&M. Uh, Iowa against Purdue, like you get random upsets every week in college football right now to the point where you may just say it's Georgia and everybody else. You may say it's Georgia Bama and everybody else, but it's, it's not a lot of teams that might be it for, for it, uh, for college football, really, because it, it feels wide open And the NFL. It consistently gives us that. And yet every season you end up kind of falling in love with a team. You say, who's going to come out of the AFC. I would lean Buffalo. But we're mm -hmm. talking about the Titans here, and the Titans just played Buffalo, and they beat them. They ran all over them. So to your point, man, it's it, it's so hard to predict right now in the AFC and NFC. And I think that's the last couple of weeks. I've had a decent season so far, but I think in the last couple of weeks, even the games I hit, I'm either getting lucky or I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm glad I picked that side of it. And then the games I'm losing, I, it's hit me out of left field, like, I put Cincinnati in a teaser bet today, and it was the dumbest thing I could have done. They straight up <laughs> lost to the Jets, let alone be a favorite by four points, right? So it's, you know, th there's a lot of bad plays right now, and I think it's to what you're saying. The depth 
of the AFC. And I, I do think the depth of the NFC, it's, it's all there. So the Cardinals Packers play on Thursday night football. We just watched week eight happen. Like, I don't even know how you slate the NFC. You say it's top heavy. Who would you say is the best team in the NFC? Would you go Packers because they beat the Cardinals? Do you still think it's Arizona because AJ Green didn't know how to play a, a, a fade ball in the end zone? Like, how do you determine who is the top of the NFC right now? I find it just as difficult as the AFC. I know. I never thought I'd see AJ Green not be AJ Green on a play. Listen, it it is the Packers for me, but it's not because they beat the Cardinals per se. It's how they beat the Cardinals. You know, I took, well, first of all, kudos to you because on last week's Back to the Futures, you don't believe us, check the tape. Brandon Sprague told you that the Packers would win the game outright. At the time, I was saying I'd lay the points. Uh, I believe it was three, if you remember, uh, Brandon, with the with the yeah. Cardinals. But then when Devontae Adams, everyone found out he wasn't going to play, uh, the line shot up at that point. I, I hedged, and I took the Packers to cover. They went outright, so hallelujah. But it was the way they won. Coming into that game, I thought, look, they have two capable running backs in Jones and Dillon. If I'm the Packers, I'm trying to keep little Kyler Murray on that sideline watching the game and holding a clipboard. They were able mm -hmm. to do that. The defense played well, and they won the game. Seeing that, seeing that formula, it's kind of what I was saying about the Titans. These teams who are at the top of the heap are able to beat you either way. When you're not one-dimensional in this league, you have a chance to win every single week because you could come in, you can throw the ball and, and spread out a defense, or you can line up and run the ball down a defense's face. The Packers are able to play both ways, and the defense is overachieving when you look at the injuries they have. So to me, I walked away from that Thursday night game against the Cardinals more impressed with how the Packers won, with the formula in which they won. And by the way, Sprague, that felt like a playoff game, playoff atmosphere. Right now, I guess if I had to pick, I think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl because they oh. can beat you either way. Aaron Rodgers or running the ball. Eventually, they're going to get some of these studs back on defense, healthy. That's a team I think is going to be playing on Super Sunday. And I, I, you know, I, I don't blame you for that. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you, I, I said it last week on the show. I didn't know that a COVID, you know, outbreak was going to happen and he was going to miss four top targets and yep. the line shoots up to six and a half, maybe even seven, depending on the books you looked at. I didn't know that was going to happen. I just was kind of going more off of a feel. I like Green Bay. It was a short week. You're getting undefeated Arizona. Everybody starts to buy into that undefeated team once they cross a, a certain threshold. And I thought Arizona had reached it at 7-0. And then the news comes to the wide receivers, and everybody's like, well, he has nobody to throw to. Man, anytime something like that happens and you have an all-time quarterback, you yes. always need to – you have to almost talk yourself out of the instant reaction and thought of, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers with a touchdown. I'll take that all day. He'll figure this out. And luckily, you know, luckily for me, it was a, it was a back and forth game. It was a playoff like game. And, you know, there's always luck involved in winning bets. So for AJ Green to not want to turn around to catch a touchdown, I think that goes to that. But I, I'll always take a great quarterback if you're getting points, whether it's on the road or at home, you're betting on greatness. There's only so many of these guys, Travis, that can do what Aaron Rodgers can do. I don't know if I put Green Bay number one. Despite their loss today against New Orleans and a third-string quarterback in Trevor Simeon, I, I still think the Bucs deserve that mantle, man, because 
if you're going on the road to Tampa, they're averaging 30 points in Tampa Bay. That's like that's going to be a hostile, tough environment. And Brady still looks like an MVP candidate. I don't yeah. know if I put Green Bay above them yet, but they're absolutely getting closer and closer to them. You have to imagine, too, uh, the bye is perfect timing for the Bucs. They go into the bye. They can get healthy. They can regroup after this loss. And then they come out and congratulations. They get one of the worst offenses in the league with the Washington football team. So nothing better for a bad uh, injury depleted defense than to play against that mess of an offense. Believe you me. Now, I will say this, though, as yeah. we talk about the Packers, they're an arrowhead next week. And that that Chiefs team at this point is in a must win situation. And I, I mean, you just said you take a great quarterback plus money every chance you get. I imagine the Chiefs are favored at home. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that's on guess the line. But I would think Chiefs have to be favored at home because it's Arrowhead. You may have another shot at Aaron Rodgers plus money, my friend. And I'm going with you down that path this time. Yeah, well, and I also just think, Travis, that 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 Kansas City defense cannot be trusted. Right. You'd imagine Rodgers gets those targets back, and you go to Kansas City. They're desperate. They're obviously in a desperate situation because, man, you look at Kansas City's schedule. I know they have they still have the Giants as we're recording this right now, but right. you know, even with that game win or loss, that's something that Kansas City now has to monitor. All these other teams in the AFC continue to win. And the last thing you're going to put yourself in is a situation where you play on the road every single week until you get to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you about this team real quick um, as we have a loaded show today. Yep. Impressed uh, one out of 10 on the Patriots going on the road against the Chargers and outright winning. 10. I mean, look, I thought they would cover, but to go in there and win, uh, and Herbert had a decent game, but this Mac Jones, who? Mac Jones continues to play well. He is as smart of a young quarterback I've ever seen pre-snap. I mean, that guy has a beautiful football mind. Watch out for the Patriots. If they get in the playoffs, we know what could happen with that team and Bill Belichick. All right. It's a loaded show today. We have a lot more to get to, including guess the lines with our producer, Zach Kroll. So he'll jump on coming up. And then most disappointing loss in week eight in the NFL. We'll dabble into some college football. Give you some... When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Brandon Sprague here, Travis Thomas across the way on the East Coast here. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Thank you guys for tuning in, supporting the show so far. We've had a lot of fun, and uh, we were talking week eight. The NFL provided a lot of entertainment, some upsets today. The Bucks go down to the Saints, who were playing Trevor Simeon. Report coming out now as uh, it sounds like Jameis Winston is seriously injured, so they'll be short. Mm quarterback play we'll see how that affects uh, the saints tampa bay falling though and the Bengals, who were the number one seed in the afc coming into today they fall to the jets on the road 34 uh, 31 it is always our favorite moment of the show and that is <laughs> guess the lines travis it's time for me to get back to some dominance you beat me pretty bad last week our producer zach kroll gra uh, grabs a few lines from the NFL, some in college football, he throws them at us, and we see if we can try to see how Vegas is looking at some of these Week 9 matchups and what college football is going to provide. So, Zach, hop on with us here, and let's play Guess the Lines. Yeah. 
All right, guys, let's do this. Guess the line. Let's start in college football right. noon on Saturday. Wake Forest currently undefeated oh. in the ACC. They are heading on the road to North Carolina, taking on the Tar Heels. Ooh. Wake Forest at North Carolina. Guess the line, Travis. I'll throw it over to you to start us off. <laughs> all right. First of all, after we guess these lines, I'm going to need you to give me the total of the game as well so I can go bet the over right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I look, UNC has underachieved all season. If you asked me this before the season started, I would say UNC's favored. Not by much, but uh, there's no way UNC can be favored in this game. And by the way, if they are, if I'm wrong, because I'm going to go Wake here, if UNC's favored and you don't bet Wake Forest uh, to cover that number and the over with a little parlay action, then you're not paying attention. Give me Wake minus I won't I won't make it much because you know Chapel Hill I have respect for it I'll go wake minus two and a half okay I like the reasoning there it is in Chapel Hill I think Wake Forest is a team that we need to discuss today and how you kind of fit them into the college football playoff conversation uh, with the rankings coming out on Tuesday but for this game specifically I think Wake Forest does get the favorite nod here I'll say Wake Forest minus five. Ooh. Wow. So both of you guys were off. North Carolina was actually favored by four and a half to open. Wow. So Travis takes Boy. it round one. UNC Hold on. Dude, I was like, none of, us, none of us deserve to win that one. How are we that <laughs> off on that? That's There is not a lot of respect for Wake from Vegas there, is what? there? What? Wow. Four and a half? Zach, what's the total? Do you have that? I do. So right now the total is looking at 72 and a half. Oh my gosh. Wake Forest. What? Wake Forest plus four and a half and the over Parlay City, baby. I'll send you a nice yeah. bottle of vino when I hit that bet. I, I think I'm I think I'm gonna take Wake on that too. You're gonna give me points with Wake Forest. I, I I'm I'm kind of falling into that trap. I'm probably falling into a pretty bad trap, but still I'm surprised <laughs> that UNC is favored, especially by that much. What's the next matchup we got? All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Michigan State, they're coming off a big victory over Michigan. They're heading on the road to Purdue. Michigan State at Purdue. Sprague, I'll throw it over to you to start this one off. Uh, I will say Michigan State is favored. I'm going to go Michigan State minus seven. God, Michigan that's State a lot, Sprague. Seven? That was an impressive win against Michigan. No, it was. I think that's too much, though, because, you know, we were talking uh, off air before the show about how Purdue is just one of those tricky teams, especially at home, West Lafayette. Mm -hmm. um, I Look, seven might be too much. I'm with you, Michigan State's favored. I'll go Michigan State minus. Uh, give me uh, four and a half. Travis will take this one again. It's Michigan State Golly. minus two and a half. So Two and a wow. Wow. <laughs> what? Letdown spot, huh? Odds yeah. makers seeing a letdown spot. It's Purdue, yep. bro. It, it's not even so much about Sparty guys as it is. I just think Purdue's just one of those teams. We see it every year, whether it's a Notre Dame or, you know, Ohio, Ohio State. State's rolling. Yeah. Or, yeah, they just, yep. you know, they just have a history of this. And this year, it feels like a spot. Um, you know, if you want to take a chance, plus money. Now, 
It's certainly not what Sprague and I thought it would be. I don't love this number where it is. It's probably a stay away from me, to be honest with you. But, you know, if you're going to pick a spot and you want a, a home dog, Purdue's never – Purdue in a big spot is never a bad bet. Yeah, let me just uh, – let me let me honk the nose real quick. I'm a clown so far. 0 for 2 here on guessing the lines. I, I'm, stay, I'm staying way away from that Michigan State-Purdue game. That smells weird. That smells yeah. funky. No thank yeah. you. I will be moving on from that one. Zach, what is the next line you'd like to throw at us? All right, one more college game we'll get into in the SEC. Auburn, they're coming off a big win uh, Saturday night over Ole Miss. They're heading on the road to Texas A&M. Auburn at A&M. Travis, what do we think? Oh, man. That was a very impressive win for them. I watched every snap of that game. I'm a huge Matt Corral fan at Ole Miss. And uh, I, I wanted to see him go up against an elite defense. They banged him up pretty good. He gutted it out, but threw a pick late uh, to lose that game for Ole Miss in the end. Auburn's rolling. Bo Nix is rolling. It's at Texas A&M, though, right? You said it's at Kyle Field? Yep. Okay, they're going to be favored then. But this is a coin flip game. To be honest, I kind of like War Eagle to win it. I'll go Texas A&M minus three just because of the home field. Ooh, I will prices right that. I will take Texas A&M minus two and a half, and that should make Travis feel great because I've been awful at this game the last, like, seven picks. So there we go. Texas A&M minus two and a half. <laughs> Unbelievable. Travis takes it again. Texas A&M minus six and a half. Unbelievable. For A&M. They're not really respecting Auburn coming off that win against Ole Miss. They really respect that Kyle Field, home field advantage. We'll be oh moving on to what? the N- <laughs> Moving on to the NFL. Uh, Sunday night football in week number nine. Two teams we spoke about uh, to start off today's show, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're going to be heading on the road to L.A., taking on the Rams. Sunday night football, Titans at Rams. Sprague, what are we thinking? Oh, no pressure. I don't. I don't know. Well, it's no pressure. You're going to win. I don't have a feel for these games anymore. I can't believe that Texas A&M is favored by that much over Auburn. Uh, Looking forward to the matchup. I'm going to take the Rams, and I'll say the Rams are favored by six. I'll take Rams minus six. Yeah, it feels like a touchdown game, which, um, I mean, look, my advice, if you've been riding this Titans uh, cover streak, just keep riding it. Even if you feel like, you know, uh, it could come to an end. Sometimes with streaks, you just keep rolling with it. So I would probably take the Titans to cover whatever the number is. But I'm with you, Sprague. I I, I think it's probably a touchdown. Uh, Rams are at home, so I'll go Rams minus seven. Sprague has finally won around The Rams minus four and a half going into oh. next week against the Tennessee oh. Titans. <laughs> Thank God I finally got one there, man. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's do this. Let's do one more NFL game, and then I want to ask Travis what Week 18 most disappointed him from the weekend. So, Zach, hit us with one more NFL pick uh, from Week 9 coming up. All right, the game you guys mentioned earlier, the Green Bay Packers, they're heading on the road to Arrowhead Stadium, taking on the Chiefs. Packers at Chiefs, what do we think? I mean, <sighs> It's Arrowhead Stadium. So this is, I, I said this to you, Sprague, in the first uh, segment of the show. 
because I know you have a rule with these great quarterbacks. If you get them for plus money, uh, mm-hmm. you're going to throw it. You know, you're you're going to make that bet every time, and it's it, I'm sure it served you well over the years. Uh, I'm usually on the other side. I'm the idiot, you know, betting against Brady in Super Bowls for many <laughs> moons now. I still will never forgive Atlanta, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> I was counting money. True story, real quick, Sprague. I was counting my money wasted at halftime of that Super Bowl when Lady Gaga was performing. It's the last thing I remember is already counting the bet and just being yeah. hammered. And then I think I might have passed out and woke up and said, wait, Brady won it. All right, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'll go. Um, gosh, that's a tough one. Uh, you got to you got to go Arrowhead favored, but not by that much. I'll go Chiefs. I'll go Chiefs minus three and a half, maybe three. Chief, Chiefs minus three and a half, my final answer. Okay. Okay, I'm going to price is right you on this one. I'm going to go slightly above because I still think people are getting, are getting suckered into Kansas City. I'll take Chiefs minus four. Oh. All right, Travis takes this one again. I Chiefs hate you, Zach. Two I hate and you. A half. <laughs> I don't know what you guys negotiated to screw me over in this guessing game, but, man, two weeks now has been an awful run for Brandon Sprague in guessing the line. I love how you blame Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what what producers are for? We're supposed to blame them when things don't go right, right? (laughs) Listen, Sprague, you got to go back to the well, brother. You got to you you had to take Rogers to go in there and win. Oh, I I I think I'm gonna do it. I I do. I Kansas City is one of those like they don't feel right teams, and I know this weekend's probably gonna be a week of desperation for them. And to your point, Arrowhead is the is one of the toughest places to play. But I, I'm, I'm going to ride the Rodgers heater here. He's going to get his guys back. I think they're feeling good. There's, you know, I know there's a lot looming with that organization right now, but it feels like that locker room is in a good space. The defense is flying around the field. Rodgers is, you know, getting all these meme photos from his teammates when he got knocked to the ground and his helmet was half off. Uh, I think there's something real positive happening in Green Bay. So I'm going to continue to ride that wave of momentum. Um, congratulations, Travis, for beating me yet again. You had something? Yeah, Zach, what's the total in that game, in that Green Bay-Kansas City game? That's another over, whatever it is. Uh, I will find that for you. Uh, it's not out on the site I was looking at. Oh, wow. Okay. I wonder I wonder what that'll be, Sprague, because to me, I'm, you know, after I just bragged about how the Packers can run the ball and really play that ball control style, I do anticipate, because the Chiefs offense is quick strike, uh, especially at home, I do anticipate that being a Rodgers Mahomes uh, kind of faceoff. By the way, Sprague, low key. I mean, yeah. Packers, Chiefs, Titans, Rams. That's I mean, are we weekend. looking at some combination platters of Super Bowl matchups potentially? I mean, I wouldn't bet on the Chiefs to make it right now, but they, I wouldn't be shocked if that's a team that gets in as a wild card and goes on a run. I mean, there's some uh, there's some real nice matchups this this upcoming week. Once the Jackson Mahomes karma finally comes to an end, and then maybe Patrick will be free of those those demons. <laughs> Kansas City is absolutely a team you have to take into consideration for the Super Bowl. I don't, you know, they could lose that game against the Packers. I still think people are going to buy them as a legit contender because who wants to see, who wants to see Kansas City coming to their stadium in the playoffs? Um, I, I think that's a tough thing, but yeah, I, this is a Super Bowl matchup weekend. You've got two great games of four teams where 
you know, some people, the Rams, they're the favorite. Other people don't even give the Titans a chance. And I, I, I find that intriguing to watch because a lot of people are going to bet with their heads on this one instead of maybe taking a step back and saying, okay, is there value in Tennessee? Is there value in Green Bay? Is there value in Kansas City? And that's what makes it so exciting is right now, I don't know where the value lies. I will say if, if it's sub 50 over under in Green Bay, Kansas City, I would be surprised by that. I can't believe, Sprague, that you're not dancing on TikTok. I took I, I, I took you this whole time as a TikToker. <laughs> no, I actually hate social media in general, but I really hate TikTok. I think it's absolutely awful. Nobody wants to watch some kid's mom dance in a kitchen to some <laughs> new theme. Nobody wants to watch Jackson Mahomes dip his chip in a salsa bowl and do some trendy dance like no thanks man i'm, I'm passing on this what, what are we doing here <laughs> that's zach's generation zach kroll's upset with you right now he's a TikTok generation zach is not a TikToker. zach are you a TikToker? absolutely not but uh <laughs> thank you thank you thank you, um, you. That, the total for green bay kansas city right now 53 and a half over three and a half over i'm gonna i think i'm gonna bet the under what? Yeah, I think I'm going to bet the under. You tripping, Sprague. I, I, yeah, I'm tripping a lot lately. I don't know what to tell you, Travis. I can't stop tripping. That's my problem. That's, you know, I just keep walking and then tripping and then walking and then tripping. Let me ask you very quickly. We'll wrap this up, and then we get to some uh, Heisman odds coming up here. Talk a little college football and then maybe uh, tap into the uh, World Series. Uh, what was your most disappointing loss of Week 8? As quickly as possible. Chargers losing to the Patriots at home. I mean, that's a game you had to win. I understand Belichick. I understand the Patriots are tough. But if the Chargers are going to ascend as one of those AFC elite teams, that's a game you got to win at home. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's exactly who I was going to say. And that's a learning curve for Justin Herbert and the Chargers. But it's one of those games that you look back and say, we should have been able to grab that one. All right, we got a lot more coming up. We'll give you the latest on the Heisman odds college football playoff picture how does wake forest come into play here a little week nine and then some world series back to the futures here brandon sprague travis thomas here on the betql app and the odyssey app as well thanks for tuning in we'll be right back Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Brandon Sprague here, Travis Thomas over there on the East Coast with Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. To try to get to here as uh, we kind of come close to the end of the show here. We're going to dive into college football because, boy, oh, boy, talk about wild and unpredictable. We've got the college football playoff rankings set to release. So by the time we talk to you guys next week, those rankings will be out. They'll be official. There'll probably already be a shakeup at the way this college football season's going. And, Travis, I find there's one team interesting here. Cincinnati, who you like. Oklahoma's changed quarterbacks. Maybe they've turned a corner now. Ohio State with C.J. Stroud, they have uh, they took advantage of some bad opponents getting past Penn State. But yep. I, I I ask you, when you look at the landscape of college football, where does little old the Fighting Tim Duncan's Wake Forest, <laughs> where do they come into play in all of this chaos and unpredictability? They're doing nothing but winning. 
They're yeah. undefeated in a Power 5 conference. And yet, you look at the AP poll, and they're just right there at 10. They're not getting the respect that Clemson probably would get if they were undefeated. They're not getting the respect that UNC probably would have gotten had they lived up to what the preseason hype was. Where do you put Wake Forest in this college football playoff conversation? Gosh, Sprague, we're old enough to remember Tim Duncan playing at Wake Forest. That's back when players would stay in college basketball for four years. Remember that? That was I a do. lifetime. I missed that. I, I miss <laughs> it. College basketball was actually great. Yeah. It was even better when they could have guys stay. Now it's so many one and dones, it's hard to predict. I know. That was a lifetime ago when guys stayed four years. Listen, uh, we're going to see a basketball matchup this weekend, right? We talked about Wake against UNC. Two basketball powerhouses now uh, playing football in Chapel Hill. That's a big game. Wake has to win that. And we talked about how UNC is favored in that game. So what's that tell you? They have to get through that hurdle. If you look at their schedule after that, they have NC State at home. Then they go to Death Valley and play Clemson. And then, as you know, Sprague, every year I pick a spot, much like I talked about Purdue. I pick a spot every year to bet on Boston College at Chestnut Hill because they upset somebody it never fails yeah. i've been going to that well for years and it always pays almost always so i i you know uh weight goes there the last game of the regular season they go to boston college so to me i look at this week against unc and then those last two weeks both at clemson and boston college as a potential spot for a slip up because of that i do not believe wake forest will be there in the end uh but you know look if they went out and they get in the ACC title game, I certainly don't know how you keep them out of the conversation. I mean, uh, especially if they can win the ACC. Uh, I think you would have to put them in, quite frankly. But I'm of the belief, Sprague, as I look ahead and I look in this crystal bald head of mine, I'm a believer that they could lose two, maybe two games. If it's not North Carolina, certainly Clemson, and then you know I'm going to bet Boston College. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing about Wake is, you know, again, they're in they're in a Power Five conference. They're in the ACC. My only problem is, you know, do they belong on the same field as Bama or Georgia? Eh, probably not. Not many teams do. But if you go through a Power Five schedule mm -hmm. and you beat Clemson, you get through North Carolina this weekend as a four and a half point dog. Like if if all of that comes to fruition. Uh, and as as we, we're talking now, like I'm already seeing this line is getting bet down to two. Like there's people are finding value in Wake Forest. And yeah. this is another big test because North Carolina's record's not great. Sam Howell hasn't quite been what we thought he, he would be. And Mac Brown's having a letdown spot. But North Carolina's still a team that can get you. And so I, I look at this game and the Demon Deacons may not be getting the respect, but maybe they should. If they go undefeated, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what that list of other teams is. But I don't know how you can honestly look me in the eye and say an ACC champion who went undefeated doesn't belong in the top four of college football playoff. Like if it came down to Wake Forest and Ohio State, right? you would probably tell me the committee wants to pick Ohio State for TV ratings, right? But is that right? If it was Oregon and Wake Forest, Oregon won loss, they win the Pac-12, Wake Forest undefeated ACC, where do you think they would lean? I just, I, when if Wake Forest can get through this slate, and they, they remain undefeated because, to your point, the schedule is tough. It's going to be a tough uh, gauntlet for them. But if they can get through it and win the conference, I don't know how. I don't know how they are not put in the college football playoff as I have trick-or-treaters ringing my door. I hear that. And now Man. let me ask you something, Sprague. 
When you okay. give out candy, are you yeah. the guy that gives out the full-size candy bar and makes it hard for everyone in the neighborhood? Or are Ooh. you uh, a scumbag that gives out, like, raisins or fruit or something? Or do you just go to little minis like a normal person? Uh, you know, we hand out toothbrushes, apples, and dental floss, and we tell them to have a great evening. No, we got we, we got a lot of the minis, a lot of the minis, you know, a lot of the uh, the traditional candy types that you have. We usually go minis. I always want to go full size, but I always stop myself from doing it because Good. to your point, yes. I don't want to make my other neighbors feel awful. Like, oh, that house is giving out full size candy bars and we're yes. out here getting mini Twix out to kids. You know, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, just keep it minis. That's that's a, an American tradition. You don't need to give out the full size candy bar. Uh, I mean, that just makes your neighbors look bad and makes you look bougie. And one thing I know about you, you are a working <laughs> man. You're like the rest of us. You roll up the sleeves and get it done, even though you have a clown face on. Don't let that fool you. Brandon Sprague is a hard blue-collar worker. Let me uh, hit the old clown nose, honk, honk. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely a clown in that respect. Um, I, I do on the college football note, because I want to ask you who, your four, who you think the top four teams are. Okay. Before I do that, updated Heisman odds here. Uh, this comes from producer Zach. So right now, Bryce Young is still the leader in the clubhouse of the Heisman. Does that surprise you, yes or no? Of course not. No, he's an Alabama quarterback. I mean, you could just switch the name out for whoever. This year it's just Bryce Young. But an Alabama quarterback will always be favored. Okay, well, you can get Bryce Young right now at plus 190. You get Matt Corral at Ole Miss, plus 275. He's having a great season. C.J. Stroud. Comes in at three plus four fifty. Kenneth Walker, who ran all over Michigan, at plus five hundred. Caleb Williams at plus eight fifty. Kenny Pickett at plus eleven hundred. And Travion Henderson at plus three thousand. De Desmond Ritter, if you're interested, if Cincinnati can get through their undefeated season, plus thirty five hundred. Is there one right there in that list of uh, what do we got here? Eight guys that I named. That stands out for you maybe in value and or you just think they're going to win it no matter what their odds are, so you take it? Yeah, I mean, listen, 11-1 to 1 for Kenny Pickett sounds like a winner to me. If you really watch Pitt, uh, they go as he goes. Now, we know they lost to Miami uh, in one of the most exciting games over last weekend, but it wasn't Pickett's fault. I mean, the guy threw for 500 yards, for God's sakes. So, to me, I think he's going to continue to put up numbers and we just talked about Wake Forest. How cool would it be to have a Pitt-Wake Forest ACC title game with all kinds of points being scored in that? I think uh, Kenny Pickett at 11-1 to feels like um, really the best value. But, you know, in, in the end, it's kind of boring for all of us because more than likely, Alabama's going to destroy LSU. Uh, and then listen to this the rest of the way. Uh, Sprague, real exciting stuff here. New Mexico State. What do you think uh, Roll Tide will do to them? Then they play Arkansas, both at home, all in Tuscaloosa, by the way. And then they do uh, end the season, obviously, in the Iron Bowl, and they go to Auburn for that game. So that's a big game. But if, you know, obviously, uh, Bryce is just going to continue to run up his stats the next few weeks, including LSU. And then if he can win in Auburn, that will be his Heisman moment, especially if he could play well in that game. That's his Heisman moment right there. I think Bryce Young's probably going to be your winner, but I'm going to sprinkle something on Pickett at 11 to one for value. Yeah. I like the Pickett play. Young does feel like a guy barring injury, knock on wood. Don't want to see that, that if he just plays his game, Bama's going to get through. 
and he'll find his way to New York. I'll go with one that, you know, I wasn't surprised. I was really impressed, and that was Kenneth Walker with Michigan State, to see him do what he did. Yeah. And we look, we know the committee has a history of liking the running back position here. Um, it's going to be tough for Michigan State to get through, obviously, but if you can get to a Big Ten title game and mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker continues to lead the country in rushing, I think Kenneth Walker at uh, – Plus 500, like a little five to one action is not bad to sprinkle a couple bucks on. Yeah, listen, that team, as I just said about Pickett, that team goes as Kenneth Walker does. Uh, You know, coming into that game against Michigan, Michigan with the two-headed monster running back, I thought they were really going to dictate the physicality and run the ball, and they they did. But uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, ran it better. Uh, as one man than two yep. than a two-headed monster. So you're right. I mean, as Michigan State continues to roll, it'll be because of him. But I, you know, I'll be honest. I think Michigan State's going to get tripped up here shortly as well. And I have a lot of questions about them being able to throw the ball. So oh, if yeah. any team in the country can just figure out a way to neutralize this Walker guy, uh, Michigan State's going to get exposed, and that'll obviously hurt his chances. Uh, quickly here, as we kind of wind down things, uh, who are the top four teams in college football? When we come back a week from today, yep. the first playoff rankings will have been released. Who do you think the top four teams in college football are? Well, listen, you know, we argue about this every week, but mine hasn't changed. I'm going Georgia, Cincy, Bama, and Oklahoma. Uh, I've been teetering between Oklahoma and Ohio State uh, every week, but right now with Caleb Williams, I just don't know. That's another guy on this Heisman list, too, uh, that could sneak in and get it done. He doesn't have the head start that he would need. But if he continues to play this way, boy, you want to talk about a dark horse winner for the Heisman. But to me, Oklahoma as a team, because of the play of Caleb Williams, I have them uh, fourth instead of Ohio State. But Ohio State, Michigan State are interchangeable. And if any of those top four teams slip, including my Bearcats, I'm ready for either one of those Big Ten schools in Ohio State or Michigan State to leap and get into the top four. I think it's going to be Georgia one. I think it's going to be Bama two, Oklahoma three. And I think the committee is going to send a message. Cincinnati, you're a fun story. If any of these other power fives win, you ain't making the playoff. Oh. Let, me say, let me say real quick, why is Ohio State getting nods over Oregon? We have a head-to-head here, and they both have one loss. Why is Ohio State getting a nod? They've beaten nothing but awful teams. I, I guess I just don't understand what the point of a head-to-head is, is if it doesn't solve that problem. Conference. that They're just getting punished because of the conference. A Big Ten top to bottom is better than the Pac-12. A head-to-head has to matter more than conference. Anyway, that's a, that's a segment for another day. We'll see what the first rankings release end up telling us. Go Bearcats! Uh, okay, go Bearcats. Travis, good stuff, man. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for everybody for helping out here. Uh, Back to the Futures, we wrap up. We'll be back next week with a whole new slate of NFL and college football. Thanks for tuning in. Brandon Sprague, Zach, Travis Thomas here on Back to the Futures, the BetQL Network. In the I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.